The New Age Christianity Podcast is brought to you by Hello, New Age Christian family. This is Austin Fletcher. You're listening to the New Age Christian Podcast, and this is episode number 81. Today, Kat Wilden is back with me in the studio, and we are talking about following the voice of God, or how to take action, how to decide what to do, what not to do, which way to go. You know, have you ever wondered how that mix really works? Have you struggled to figure out where your will and his will mix? And what is the concept of his will in general? Today, Kat and I do our best to share some of the tools that we have found that use well for us in following the voice of the Holy Spirit or following the leadings of the universe or whatever you want to call it. And there is an art to it. There is certainly a, uh, a list of things that work and don't work for each one of us. And that voice that we follow, that intuition that we follow is an individual thumbprint for you and for me and for everybody. So let's get started talking about following the voice of God. All right, New Age Christian family, here we are again in the studio with Kat Wilden. Say hello, Kat. Hi, everybody. And uh, we had a conversation a few days ago, maybe a few weeks ago at this point, about... I think we've had it more than once. Probably. Uh, and it's about taking action or the idea of, of how to live a life of action where you actually do things with your life and how you make decisions and stuff like that. And um, uh, I guess that conversation uh, often comes around with people of spiritual nature on how do you engage in the power of decision and the process of making decisions to act when you are attempting to also include this thing known as spirit or guidance from the universe or whatever, you know, or God, the father, whatever you want to talk about it. Like, how do you do the things that you desire to do in life and include that voice? And uh, I know, I don't know if you want to share kind of some of your observations that led to us doing this whole recording, but, you know, do you have any thoughts? Yeah, I definitely have people in my life that will be talking about stuff and they'll just be like, well... I'm kind of waiting for God to point me in the right direction or see what he wants me to do. And I've even had seasons of my own life where I'm like, I I just want to do God's will. And if you just tell me what to do, I'll go do it. Whatever it is, just tell me what to do. And that's not really how it works. And you just sit there for a long time waiting. <laughs> right. Well, and in that conversation, I remember I brought up, I was like, well, you know, in that Bible verse that talks about the voice from behind that says, no, not this way. Mm-hmm. And you were like, what Bible verse? <laughs> <laughs> so it's Isaiah thirty twenty one, and it depends on the translation that you read. Uh, this one, my favorite translation, NASB, says, Your ears will hear a word behind you. This is the way. Walk in it whenever you turn to the right or the left. And if you go contextually, it talks. it's basically about following the voice of the Lord. I know, but I think it's the coolest part and what struck me so I don't know, between the eyes with that verse particularly, is that it's a voice from behind, which means you're moving in a direction. You are taking action and you are moving forward. Mm -hmm. And then you are guided once you start moving. And so many people, and what I've tried to explain to people in my life, even, you know, family and friends and stuff like that, 
is that you have to start moving to be guided. So the universe or God is not going to drag your dead weight down a path. Mm-hmm. You have to decide or start moving and then you'll be guided. So take a step and then, you know, feel it out. And we'll talk about a little bit, you know, how to hear the intuition and what tools and stuff we use personally. But you have to start moving or you can't be guided. Right. A, a steering wheel on a car is only useful if you're moving. Yeah. And think of how hard it is to turn your wheel in your car if your car isn't rolling. Right. Like you got to crank it. And that is the same concept. And you're still not going to go anywhere. True. <laughs> so, you're just playing. Um, I think a lot, I know in our conversation, it's kind of funny because we all, I think we've all done it. And we certainly know people that are like, I'm going to use muscle testing or I'm going to pray about whether or not I should have pork or steak tonight. Like you're like, <laughs> yeah. or should I, you know, I need to muscle test on whether or not I should turn right or left. So even if you are moving, it can get a little bit ridiculous as well, as far as the constant checking in. And it's kind of mm-hmm. like we want a lot of people, I think, want to almost relinquish the divine authority they've been given to the all powerful Oz in the sky mm-hmm. to just tell me what to do and I'll do it to the point of I won't eat potatoes unless i'm told to or i won't eat i won't try this thing or i won't watch that movie i won't do anything and i don't i personally don't feel like that's the highest form of living some people are like oh yeah people who only follow spirit and they don't do anything else that is the highest form of living and it's like actually you know when jesus says i only do what i see the father doing he gives you the rest of that equation when he says i and the father are one if you've seen me you've seen the father Mm -hmm. Like, you can hear the first half of the equation go, yep, I only do what God tells me to do. I won't breathe unless God tells me to. <laughs> it's like, okay. And then what do you do with the fact that you are him and one with him? And you are, where is your will and his will and all of that mix together? And I think that's a bigger frustration for people than, I think it's one of those, it's almost too big of a question that most people don't even ask it. I think we talked about it the last time we recorded together, I think, about how Christians kind of relinquish their authority. And it's just easier to have God do everything and make all of the decisions. And we were talking about the law of attraction and creating the life that you want, that it's okay to have your own direction and then be guided by spirit in the direction you choose. And I don't, I don't mean to like get on here and then dog Christians. I don't, I'm genuinely not in that energy, but it is something that I've noticed when I was in the church is that, well, you know, if it's God's will, they're just waiting for a burning bush of a sign to do something when, again, you and the Father are one. And so your intuition and your gut feelings and those responses in your body and your spirit and your soul, that's the same thing. And so if you can learn to tap into your intuition and listen to that, it's technically the same thing. If you need to uh, equate it to hearing the voice of God, it's it's quiet. Are you saying intuition is the same as, as the voice of God, actually? Kind of. I mean, no. you are him, and so your intuition is your your higher self or your your link to the universal consciousness or, yeah, so... Follow your intuition. I did a episode early on in the podcast called Holy Spirit 101. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's been a long time since I, well, I never listened to it after I recorded it, but I know what I think about the Holy Spirit. So I'm, I'm assuming in that episode that I said 
go back and listen to that. That uh, the Holy Spirit being the spirit of the I am in you and that the I am not is the antithesis of that. So literally that the devil and the Holy Spirit are both two sides of the same coin. I am and I am not. Mm. And that when you have the I am, that voice does come from within. Mm -hmm. And there's certainly higher wisdom that as humans, I don't know everything, but I have access to know whatever it is that I desire. It is that I have the Spirit of God so that I am freely given access to all things. That's how prophecy works. That's how learning works. That's how invention works. If anything is true, there's a way in which it is true. And so the idea of being God and having the spirit of God within you as an individual expression of God, there's a way in which all of that works mm -hmm. that I think a lot of us would just rather the control freak in the sky version. Yeah, because right. you don't, there's no responsibility. Right. Like, oh, those babies in Africa are starving. Why would God do that? That's a shame. Well, God is in control. Right. Mm. I know, and you, we're doing a piss poor job. <laughs> <laughs> that phrase, God is in control. Like, there's, I know there's people who listen to this podcast who have taken issue with some of how I talk about this. And, I, and to those people, again, if it's true, there's a way in which it's true. God is absolutely in control. But he's not a control freak. Mm -hmm. He's in control in a way. So what is that way? I would say he's in control through us. Right? Mm -hmm. And so if God is in control and we go, well, how do good things happen to bad people? What about all the babies? And what about all the wars? And what about all the poverty? And what about all the rape and all the murder and all this stuff? Yeah, God's absolutely doing all of that in the form of humans. Mm -hmm. And so unless your version of Heavenly Father is a judgmental control freak who gets off on that stuff which is just weird but <laughs> that is weird but it's also so if god is in us and we are god and we have free will so it's not that god is vindictive and he's taking pleasure or pride in doing these terrible things but it, it is that he's experiencing the physical realm and the reality that he created through each individual person and each individual person that he created has a free will and so if that person is an asshole, then that's, that's mm -hmm. the experience that he has. And so in that, we are created in his image and are an extension of him. Yeah, he's doing all of those things. I don't think he's having fun, but... Yeah, and it is, you know, it is more philosophical than I think we intended to get on the episode. I know, um, no, I mean, it's, it's all good. I, I Stick to the notes. I just feel like there's people who listen to this podcast who are deconstructing a lot of their understanding of God. They're deconstructing a lot of their understanding of faith and humanity and our identity and all of those things. And to those people, I just want to say, like, the sovereignty of God is not in question. It is, how does it work? Right? God is not just a genie in the bottle for us, but at the same time, we are not robots for him. Right. Like, and so there's this binary presentation of either God's in control or we are. And this entire episode is about how do you interplay us with him? That's what it's about. Right. Okay, my man. <laughs> and specifically in the case of, of taking action, mm -hmm. of, of making decisions, of, of moving forward with your life. So, and, you know, I have the, as the first bullet point, living by the Spirit, you know, to those who live by the Spirit, walk by the Spirit, doesn't mean that we sit around and wait to be told what to do. Yeah. I did that for a long time. It is not very efficient. 
or effective. You just do a lot of waiting. But like you don't want to make the wrong choice. And so you wait to hear. I don't know. We have a lot more say in the shape that our life takes than we realize or that we're some of us are willing to accept, I guess. I would argue that those who get skilled at hearing the voice of God and hearing the spirit, they receive a lot of instruction, if you will. Mm -hmm. But it's still not. So eat the burger. Okay, now turn left down here. Go right. Like there's certain exercises in certain seasons of that. One of my favorite stories, Dave Duell. Um, he was the mentor of a good friend of mine. Clint Harima, and um, he talked about how when he was learning the voice of the Holy Spirit, he and his friend, they were both ranchers in Colorado, and they would start playing Holy Spirit hide and seek. <laughs> and after their work day, one of them would drive into town, and then it was the other person's job to go find him. And not like looking with your eyes, but spiritually, like, go find him. And they tried for a couple weeks, maybe a couple months, and it just it wasn't working. They couldn't find each other. And what Dave tells the story is that he would sit in his truck, and he would wait for the Holy Spirit to tell him where to go. And finally, after a couple weeks of it, he just got sick of it. And so he decided, you know what? I'm going to try something different. So he starts his truck, and he puts it in gear, and then he gets this nudge, turn left. Mm and turn right turn left turn and sure enough his buddy was sitting in the back of his truck right behind an alley in downtown and he t drove right to him and they saw each other like freaked out like oh my gosh it totally worked and his buddy's like dude what worked what worked and he goes you will never get believe it he goes you have to start the truck <laughs> like you gotta start moving and it got to the point they did this for a couple months they'd work during the day and then they'd play hide and seek at night and then they go home and Dave's whole thing was like, you've got to be moving for the Holy Spirit to tell you to turn left or right. Mm -hmm. And it got to the point they stopped playing hide and seek when, now this is their their boundaries. They started like to, for the hide and seek, you can only hide in the city. And it got all the way to the county. And out west, counties are huge. Counties are hours across. Like Arizona has 13 counties, mm. right? Out east and Midwest, there's a lot more counties. They're a lot smaller. And in Colorado, their boundaries were counties. And they finally stopped playing when Dave ended up driving for a couple hours, turning right in a field, going through a gate that was closed, opening the gate, getting out, driving his truck to the end of the field, getting out of this truck, walking up a hill, like, and ended up looking up in a tree and there, there his buddy was. Like, they've realized, okay, we know how to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit at this That's point. That's pretty cool. That's like the perfect story for this, too. It is. It's exactly. You have to start moving. And so that kind of, like... We should do that. Let's yeah. try that. Spiritual hide and seek. Yeah. It was a cool a cool season at Hermes Stone Masonry. We would do stuff like that. Mm. But you do. You have to start moving. And then one of the things that beyond the kind of... There is that spiritual component... But what do you do when it's not, quote unquote, spiritual? What's the mode, the modality that you use when it's not earth shattering instructions from God and you're just living? Freedom. <laughs> <laughs> like, huh. I do use intuition a lot. Like, I'll, I'll go about my day as far as like, let's use diet, for example. Like, I'll eat in a healthy way and I try to keep... You know, eating healthy things and then 
if my body is deficient in something, then I'll like crave really weird things. Like I was wandering around with a lime in my pocket the other day. <laughs> I was just real. I don't know. I'm kind of strange, but so I was just really attracted to this green lime. And so I, for some reason, put it in my pocket instead of eating it. I don't know. But I did end up putting it in my water. And, like, my stomach has, had been um, bothering me for a few days. So then I started putting the lime in my water. That works way better than a pocket, by the way. Mm. But um, <laughs> drinking it. Um, so my body was craving that. And so your body is also an instrument of your intuition as well. Or I'll just be craving something specific. Obviously, you don't want to crave cake. And they're like, no, it's my intuition. It's the voice of God. I need <laughs> chocolate cake. <laughs> so don't lie to yourself. <laughs> like, uh, but there's a... That'll be the next point. Don't lie to yourself. Let's talk about that. Ooh. That's a, is that a whole episode? <laughs> <laughs> but so eating intuitively is a good thing. Like I go about my day. I eat a healthy diet. And then... While I'm walking that path, while I'm walking that journey, things will come up like, hey, you actually need a sweet potato or I'll be craving orange type things. And so I'll eat those and trust that my body knows that it's missing some type of vitamin or mineral. And I have dug into those things once in a while, like, oh, why would I be craving this? And I, you know, I research what that vegetable or fruit does for me and I'm like, oh, yeah, that's totally it. So I guess that's I just go about my life. I am moving forward in a direction I'm like, hey, I think I would really like to do this. And so I move in that direction. And then if it's not the right way or if there's a better path to that end, then I hear those things and follow because I've agreed to follow spirit. That is one of the major points we wanted to cover is if it's not that way. Right. So that verse again, Isaiah 30, 21, your ears will hear a word behind you mm -hmm. saying this is the way walk in it. For me, nine times out of ten, the method by which I move forward is simply the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. Right? And it is, this is something that I desire. This is something that I want. And I don't think most people need permission to do that. I think some people who've gotten caught up in, like, the control freak in the sky, I need permission from God to do anything. Or that having a poverty-ridden very stringent life is somehow holier than being happy. Right. I well, think that's a thing too. And if and if you're someone who's been caught up in that, let me I've got good news for you in another another Bible verse. Then Jesus says, "I came that you would have life and have it up more abundantly." Right? The whole reason, the whole reason for Jesus's coming, the whole reason for existence, and I would argue and we get into the Toltec wisdom tradition and so many other concepts that point to the pursuit of happiness, the experience of the joy of being and living is why we are here, right? Mm -hmm. And so letting that be the primary mechanism, and if that's your primary mechanism, and you're not constantly looking for permission to turn left and right, then the mechanism flips. And instead of waiting for the gas pedal it becomes more about feeling a sense of the uh, brake pedal, mm -hmm. right? So nine times out of 10, if I hear an in intuitive leading that gives me a sense of like, I'll do what I'm being told to do, quote unquote, it is actually comes in the form of a negative or a lack of peace or in the, in the form of a no, where you're going to 
take a new job and you have this like really like it just doesn't settle and doesn't have peace or you're going to and it can be as silly as I'm going to order I'm going to eat this burger and it just feels wrong and then you sure enough somebody else ate it and they get food poisoning you know whatever like there is I think for me and I dare say that this verse would suggest and the concepts throughout the scripture and, and experience would suggest that primarily if you follow pursuit of happiness and then listen for the no, not this way, or this is the way, walk in it. It often comes in that kind of negative sense, like in, the, in a lack of peace mm-hmm. or in a, in a red light. Like assume the light is green yeah. until it's red. Yeah, and I think that frames perfectly the, like the freedom aspect of it. Like that is my mode. And it is for sure the pursuit of, of what makes me happy. And for people that are concerned with being spirit-led or fulfilling their purpose or whatever like generally the things that make you happy are in your spirit for a reason like you are created that way intentionally like you're specifically you for a reason so it's pretty safe to assume you can just go after what makes you happy and this goes back to don't lie to yourself like oh if i can there's a bunch of things i can't think of (laughs) i can't think of an appropriate or a g-rated version of (laughs) like I don't know. Oh, I taking all of these drugs would make me happy. It's like, really, though? So, again, don't lie to yourself or be ridiculous. But things that genuinely or authentically make you happy are generally in there for a reason. But what you were saying frames the freedom of it and that you can do whatever you want. And if you want to hear the Spirit of God and you want to follow or make sure that you're on the right track, go out and do what you will and then listen for when it's a, hey, no, actually, that's not the best. You can still do it if you want to. We have free will. We can do what we want. But if you are in tune with that and you are agreeable to following spirit, it is it is generally. I don't think that I've heard a whole lot of do this. It's usually like, well, or don't do that. Right. And it's you mentioned the best. Yeah. Right? And it is so spirit knows the best path Mm -hmm. right so the pursuit of happiness is the default path right and and it's the joy of living and the you know life and life to the fullest but from there i think there's a lot of times where i think if you've lived any amount of adult life at least you kind of can identify with like yeah that was a bad decision that I thought it was going to make me happy, or I thought that was the better job. I thought that was the better relationship. I thought that was the better whatever. Mm-hmm. And I'm miserable. And so the question then becomes is that, you know, somewhere along the way, did you get any of that Those hinting inklings, you know, yeah. from from spirit saying this is not the best path? And by the way, another part of living is lessons, mm-hmm. right? And so the spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted, too. Mm-hmm. Right. So when the spirit knows the best path, it's not only happiness that is the only ingredient. Yeah. It can also be growth. I thought you were going to say gross. <laughs> like it can be gross sometimes. Like we, in, in following, like, that's one of those verses that people like, okay, let's talk about the Holy Spirit led Jesus into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. Say what? He went by himself to tempt himself. <laughs> <laughs> but he was led by himself to go to the wilderness to be by himself and to be tempted so by himself. Why did I do this to him? Okay. Right. So right. 
point being, like, in following the Spirit, so happiness is the default, but it's not the only thing. I've been led to do plenty of things that are less than desirable, but they are the thing that I have peace about. Mm -hmm. It would be way easier if peace wasn't the deciding factor, is the Prince of Peace, it is the Spirit of Peace, it is the reality of peace and truth. And so happiness is not, uh, is the Spirit of Truth is what is known, not the Spirit of Happiness, mm -hmm. right? And so there is a hierarchy to the things that lead us. And, that, and with peace being that, for me, being that final energy that I look for. And that it certainly can be, yes, Lord, I will do this. Right. It's not, I think, I think what we're getting down to is maturity. So like not, don't lie to yourself. <laughs> and know that it's not, like you don't always get your quote unquote way or like, but that's hard. Like, well, <laughs> just... <laughs> So being mature in your spiritual walk and mm -hmm. doing what needs to be done, um, it goes back to the law of attraction and creating the life that you want. And if your heart knows the end goal of your true, authentic happiness. Mm -hmm. And so while the steps to get there may be uncomfortable, your heart knows where it's going. And so trusting that and sucking it up and doing this now. Like, mm -hmm. It's helpful. So, yeah, definitely being mature in your walk. I, I would never tell somebody who's like, okay, so, Austin, you're saying that the default mode is the pursuit of happiness. Yes. He came that we'd have life and have it more abundantly. Well, Austin, Spirit told me to go be a missionary in Africa, and I'm not super happy about it, but I have peace about it. And this is a lifelong mission. And so I'm going to spend my life being unhappy because Spirit told me to. I wouldn't tell somebody who had that kind of conviction. I wouldn't say you're full of crap, you're wrong, or any of that. I would challenge to say, is there any part of you that feels like you need to earn God's love, or you need to, you know, there, there's plenty of other energies in that. But Jesus came, and his, by and large, his purpose was to die. I know. So I have room for a servant relationship if it's in maturity. Yeah. I think a lot of people who are stuck in a servant mindset um, are stuck in a poverty mindset. They're also stuck in an, a uh, vagabond, you know, uh, adopted kid mindset. Mm -hmm. And they don't have that kind of royalty dynamic. And I just did an episode or a whole series on the law of attraction. And we just I actually think this will be airing after your interview. So... Just nonstop cat, I guess. Yeah. You're welcome. So, <laughs> um, I know it could very easily sound like using the law of attraction, using Holy Spirit. This, a lot of this could sound like, oh, just do what thou willst and happiness is the only thing that matters. No. There is a huge dynamic that I have adopted because I think I've spent so much of my life in a servant mindset that it is very refreshing for me to verbally process and share with other people the good news that spirit wants you to be happy, that God wants you to have fun, and that it's okay to live a life of comfort and prosperity and be normal. <laughs> like all of those things. I had a very strong soldier mindset, servant mindset, self-sacrifice mindset. And so for me, I've gotten to this place where I'm embracing something different, and I dare say something more mature. 
and so in that I still have room for people who are waiting for the Holy Spirit to tell them every little thing if they're doing it maturely like Dave Duell's story that's a pretty awesome story right I would never go to Dave Duell and say you're an immature little child the dude is you know healed so many people and he's been seen so many people you know quote unquote saved all those things had a wonderful life and I have room for that but by and large, I think most of the time that ends up being of a poverty mindset, a spiritual. There's a lot of condemnation, too, because yeah. you're like, oh, he's not telling me it must not be useful. Or I didn't hear him. I can't hear him well enough to do anything because I'm still waiting when he's just like, just start going. Like, what am I supposed to do with this? <laughs> so, yeah, there's definitely a lot of I, I felt it myself that like. Well, why doesn't God talk to me? But there are so many ways that he does. Mm -hmm. And there's so many ways to hear those leadings that it's not always this big booming voice. It's not some angel in the corner of your bedroom. I'm open to hearing those things, which is why he's never had to slap me upside the head with an angel to get me to listen. So, yeah, I mean, that is... Has he slapped you with an angel? (laughs) I've had some pretty intense experiences. I was just thinking, like, did you mean to segue into the next part where we talk about the different ways that you can't hear the? It was supposed smooth? to be super like smooth. Yeah, it was super. But you smooth. just called it out, so yeah, now well, it's not. Now it's it's like smoother. explaining a joke. It's not funny anymore. <laughs> well, that is so. What ways would you say that you can hear the voice of the well, spirit? <laughs> angel slapping is one. Angels. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, you... but for real, uh, intuition, obviously, for me, because I've already mentioned it, not obviously, because everybody uses it, but if you can hear that, if you can feel it, like gut feelings is a huge one. You've talked about that in your... I've talked about it so many on so many different episodes. I'm like, I've listened to something that you said. <laughs> yeah, the about. different... I mean, there's multiple episodes. Of oh, the mind of your body is your gut. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So, super brilliant, wise wisdom. Wisdoms. Wisdoms. Plural. So like angel slapping and then Austin slapping. I guess. That's one of the ways the Holy Spirit speaks. Sure. (laughs) I don't know. No. Um, But yeah, so gut feelings are a big one. And that's a good one for no's. Like, hey, don't do that. Don't eat that burger. Is gut feeling is usually like your body. Like, please don't give me food poisoning. Yeah, especially with body warnings. Yeah. Like... That's like say, physical I, danger. I use the example of like when, when you almost get hit by a truck. And that like, oh my gosh, because it's so like, oh, and you can feel it. Physical preservation. Your, your gut is like yelling and there's varying levels of that. But mm-hmm. I point to that example because it's just, it's really, really loud. Yeah. And everyone's had something like, whether you were hit by a truck or not, like everyone's had that really strong hair standing up at the back of your neck type moment. And that is part of your spiritual capacity to know. Mm -hmm. And you can definitely cultivate any of the things that we're going to talk about. You can cultivate to be a stronger, more reliable communication. And it's... Nope, I lost it. (laughs) (laughs) Well... um, More reliable than my communication, I guess. (laughs) For me, I talked a lot about... I mean, there's been a lot of times in a lot of different episodes, I've talked about the different types of spiritual communication. (laughs) One for me, a major one that I use in regular communication with spirit is uh, clocks or synchronicities with clocks. So Mm -hmm. when I 
see 11, 11, 12, 12, 10, 10, 2, 22, or 1, 2, 3, 4, 1, 2, 3, you know, 4, 5, 6, all that stuff. There's different versions. I've programmed those in certain ways that they mean different things for me. And that is a regular daily. It is daily communication with spirit. Mm -hmm. And then when I know if I see 11, 10, like four, five, six days in a row, then I know I'm slightly off sync somewhere. Right. Um, and yes, I do see normal times, you know, normal random times, but you'd be amazed. I just finished a season where I kept seeing it on the hour, mm-hmm. you know, nine o'clock, 10 o'clock, 11 o'clock. That means something very specific for me. And I had had a season, a long season before that. I had barely seen those at all. Then when you're in that season, that's like the only time you ever look at the clock. Yeah. It's really cool. Just for me, it's a constant little. And so it is in some ways we're talking about you know, just the pursuit of happiness. But if you want a way to constantly check in with spirit, that's one of my favorites because it is, you're always looking at the clock multiple times a day. Yeah, and I think that that's a really cool point with you as far as like talking about taking action and taking responsibility of your own life. This is just like a smaller version of that that you have programmed. Like you have developed your communication with spirit. You've said, okay, so I've noticed these times come up and it feels like, when it's on the hour, it means I'm on track with what I'm doing and that I'm in sync with the universe and my path and stuff like that. And so you can program these things like you have a say in how you communicate even. And so I think that's just a really cool side note of how much power and authority we have in our own life, even how we communicate spiritually. Well, and he loves you. And he loves you. He is you. He's going to want to communicate and with you. And I love you. me. Like, he's going to want to communicate. People think it's hard. Like, you got to earn this. It's yeah. a subconscious, like, if only God would talk to me, maybe I need to do the right things. or I need to... He's begging for you to listen. I know. It says he's right? a still small voice. He's not a bush anymore. Like, or thundering, booming voice. And it happens, but it's rare. Mm-hmm. So my personal ones are, um, I used to be, like, body like I would get aches and pains in it. It's gone back to that because I'm not paying attention to the other stuff well enough. <laughs> so like my elbow hurts really bad lately. And so your body will also tell you things because your body actually doesn't have a voice. And so if things are off or if it's you're out of sync um, with life things or there's a message that you need to pay attention to, it can come through physically with like aches and pains or I got like weird, unex- inexplicable hives the other day. And I was like, Huh. And so I had to do some like soul searching and I I did use muscle testing, which is one way to communicate with your higher, your spirit, essentially. And your subconscious. Right. Multiple areas. Yeah. Yeah. And so asking my body, which is, you know, in your subconscious and your soul. So you can communicate with your soul and your spirit, which you are the spirit of God. So therefore, for me, is like a direct link to talking to God. Like, why do I have hives on my face? And then I, you know, got the message and I'm like, oh my gosh, okay. And so I bounced some things using um, energy work and belief IQ and and then they went away the next day. So mm-hmm. your body definitely is, pay attention, especially if you have chronic things that keep coming back or the doctors don't know why, like, well, you shouldn't actually have this. Where did this come from? I don't know. Uh, your body's definitely a big uh, communication antenna yeah i think i take for granted the 
so many people who started this New Age Christian journey with me, yourself included, Ron and Kaylee included. Mm -hmm. um, years ago, we all went through a process where we realized, holy crap, beliefs and emotions and energy work and all of that stuff. And just, it, I think we take for granted now, just a lot of people still don't know about that stuff. And it's kind of weird. It's kind of like, it's so cool. It's kind of like people telling you like, I've never heard of Europe. And you're like, what? <laughs> yeah. But it, you know, it's, it's so common in our lives now to consider. So if you're not familiar with energy work, um, you can go to beliefiq.com. There's not, I need to fill out that website a little bit more with more information. You're busy, um, man. Yeah. Check out Psyche. And then there's so many, um, other, Actually, my, yeah, my mom does it. Uh, designinglifeintentionally.com. Um, you know, there's so many modalities. Emotion code. And Psyche. The, yeah, there's way more. Yeah, NLP is different version. Anyway. There's tapping. Like, there's tons of stuff. And it's all. Communication with your body. Yeah. And your body. Oh, my goodness. It's so important. Anyway, so that's one thing. Your body definitely mm -hmm. can be communication. The other one that I use regularly, because I, I was tired of the aches and pains and <laughs> hives and stuff like that. So I'm like, can you just like send me a bird instead? And so animal medicine actually did because I asked and I was like, hey, let's program something different because this hurts. And so animal medicine is actually a, one of my huge and most favorite ways to get. Uh, they're more omens than like, hey, you need to order not the hamburger does not mean like there's a bird that lands in the restaurant or something. So they're generally omens to like make me aware of a mental or emotional state. Uh, we should probably define omen because pew, pew, like not movie, a bad omen. movies like the omen, right? People, I didn't I don't watch them. Like people that. think it's bad um, Oh, for meanings of what I teach. At least signs are requested oh. and omens are not are unrequested. They're the same type of communication. They're just like seeking a sign versus spirit giving you an omen. I guess that's still in line with how I use it because I'm not out looking for birds. Or, you know, it can be a fox or whatever. It's usually like, hey, this particular animal keeps popping up in my thing. So they're not technically requested. It's to make me aware of something mm -hmm. that I'm not. And so for me, omens are, they're unrequested. They're not like, hey, I need a sign. Usually if I ask for something, it doesn't come in animal form. Hmm. I never put that together, actually. So animals definitely are omens for me, and good ones. Like, it's usually, hey, be aware of um, being manipulative. Like, there's certain animals that are shadow animals, like the darker side of yourself mm -hmm. and some of your, your darker tendencies. Not evil, just like, hey, that's not the best. In immature. Yeah, let's call it immature. Dark is, yeah. I don't know. Yeah, well, I mean, light and dark. Uh, religion has done a good job of labeling those. Yeah, you know, and dark. There's, I, you did an episode with Kaylee about the value of darkness. We should do another one. Yeah, I really like darkness, which sounds evil, but it's not. There's so much to learn there, and so much opportunity for growth if you actually admit that you have unsavory qualities, like well, <laughs> fix them. Just meditate on creation that is around us. And darkness plays a role. It's half half the day is night. If nothing was dark, like you know, I'd use the example if you look in the sky at night and it wasn't black, you wouldn't be able to know what a star was. Right. A star only is visible 
because it's surrounded by blackness. It frames the light. Yeah, so darkness frames light. And that's logic and everything like that. That's mm -hmm. a whole other whole another teaching. I know, and we can't stress enough that darkness does not equate to evil. It's just the opposite of light. So and anyway, that's a whole side tangent. Animals and omens and bodies. I also do get little blips of like I get vision things, which I didn't know what to call them. I'm like, I don't know. I just keep seeing this weird <laughs> thing. And you're like, like a vision. I'm like, ooh, that sounds way cooler than how I've been trying to explain. <laughs> so visions actually get a lot. And it's, it's generally when my mind is busy doing something else. Like if I'm doing like data entry work or something like really where my brain can kind of just focus on something, my physical brain can focus on stuff, then I'll just get like these weird flashes of other things. So, mm -hmm. which is usually of things to come so i don't know well i mean each to each their own i do you know spiritual communication is like a thumbprint yeah in my opinion it's that that each each person has their kind of their wheelhouse their set of tools that they use mm -hmm. for me i do use a lot of clocks i dreams i've talked a lot about that and i also do get i love animal medicine mm -hmm. um it's obviously a more native american term I actually have a coworker that uh, he's a photographer, and I think through a lot of attraction and stuff, he sees a lot of cool animals in really weird places, and gets some really cool pictures. But I also asked, I said, "Have you ever? Do you believe in getting signs from God?" He's like, "Yeah, yeah." And it's like, "Dude, you should Google animal medicine," and it's it's just a better term to Google because you get better results. Mm -hmm. um, not a lot of other religious terms around animal omens or what it like just animal medicine is a good way to dive into if you're someone who sees really cool animals like oh my gosh i saw a bald eagle today or i saw mm -hmm. a hawk right in the middle of the road or a, a buck just stood there and stared at me you know this dude i worked with he saw a bear walking down the middle of the road on the way to work what yeah i want one yeah i was like dude cool. you should check this out for sure that that's the carry message for me another two that uh that have happened that I've come to really appreciate is you ever have that random song going through your head that you mm -hmm. don't know how it got there and it won't leave. Yes. Uh, my most recent one was the theme music from get smart where the theme music where he's walking through the different vault doors mm -hmm. and he's just, he's just walking at a normal pace and the vault doors are opening and closing and opening and closing in front of him. And like as he walks through them, yeah. like they open in perfect timing and then shut right behind him. Yes. Yeah. And so that song was in my head for like a week and a half. And finally I'd stopped. I'm like, okay, what is this mess? And I knew it was carrying a message. And I couldn't figure it out. So I used muscle testing and that. And the basic message was that the path I'm on right now, I requested some things from Holy Spirit that as I just walk at a steady pace, I don't lag behind and I don't run ahead. I just walk at a steady pace. The doors will open and they will close. They will open and they will close. And I just need to keep going. And so mm -hmm. then once I got the message, the music was out of my head and I could move on with my life. Um, another really cool one is certain movies or books. It's usually movies, books, sometimes a website or a product or whatever like that. But like for, you know, just... Oh, wow, I was having that conversation. Somebody else brought that same book up the, mm -hmm. the other day. Oh, my gosh, somebody else brought that. I've, I've had people bring this up for me three times in the last week. That's the spirit saying, hey, you should read this book. Right. Right. Yeah, I have a, a I call it my radar. And so 
Spirit will like introduce a concept to me like out on the outskirts of the radar, like a year in advance. And I was like, okay, noted, this thing exists. And then as it becomes closer and I become more in alignment with that particular lesson, because I am like lessons are my jam. I love them. And so I pay attention to when the next one's coming because I like them. It's not that you have to live a life of lessons. That's just my personal thing. So he'll introduce it like a year out or three years out, even sometimes some of these things. And then as it comes closer to, hey, you need to look into this right now, then I'll start hearing about it more consistently and more, there'll be more repetition and more people talking about it. And I'll come across more books or a thing will come up on my, well, Facebook is hard because they, they're listening to everything. So yes. you get ads for those stuff. So don't use Facebook as an omen. Yeah. That's probably a good rule of thumb. Although I have seen it where it's not an ad, but some friend posts it. That's true. That's true. Okay. So if it's your friend posts something that's in sync with what you're learning or asking for or whatever, then that's fine. But like, don't pay attention to the ads because they're, yeah. they're on to you. If but, you've been talking about the, the law of attraction, I can guarantee you Facebook's going to put an ad for the secret on your Right. <laughs> on your yeah, feed. that type of stuff. But... <laughs> Yeah, and so these are the different tools on how to follow spirit for those who want to. I would suggest that everybody does because spirit does know the best path towards happiness and towards meaningfulness and towards growth. But on a broader scale, uh, hopefully, as people have heard us kind of sharing our stories, implicit underneath it all is that we're just living, that taking action and, and making decisions as a human being, first and foremost, is just about living. And I don't believe God is a control freak in the sky. I don't believe that he's looking for soldiers. Like the war methodology, the war language, the soldier mentality, largely in Christianity, obviously in in Islam, um, and that kind of like we need to fight for God and we need to, we are servants and we are lowly, miserable wretches Mm -hmm. without the grace of God and that. That to me is is old news. And it is exactly the opposite thing that Jesus came to show us. And it is the exactly the opposite thing that the Age of Aquarius is about. And obviously this community is filled with people who agree that we are a divine expression of God. And now it's just a matter of, okay, so what does that look like? How do I live my life? How do I make my decisions? And yeah, we su- I suggest, I'm assuming you do as well. I know you. So following spirit, following intuition, following those leadings and those nudges and everything like that. But those all come with just the basic act of moving and pursuing happiness and pursuing life. And so it is the voice from behind saying, this is the way, walk in it. I think too, really quick, because I think we're about to wrap up, but... I feel like if God is this all-powerful thing, don't you think that he has better things to do than hold your hand when you're like 38 years old and you're still waiting for your parent to tell you what to do? You're still living in God's basement. Like he didn't <laughs> he didn't create us to be these helpless children. Like, just tell me what you want me to do. I'll just do whatever. Could you imagine having like a 40-year-old kid that's still waiting for you to tell him what to eat? where to go or who to be friends with or what job to take. You'd be like, oh my gosh, you are a divine expression of me. You are completely capable of making these decisions for yourself. Of course, if you have questions, of course, if you need guidance, like your parents kind of tell you what to do all the time anyway, still. 
or they have like some say like no don't take that but like so you can still ask but for the most part take responsibility for your own life and start moving in a, in a direction the direction that you feel is best for sure think about it don't just like wildly stab in the dark and but like go in a direction that you feel drawn to and then be open to listening for communication i will say with like the the animal medicine and stuff like that it's not like oh i saw a robin today well you live in northern michigan so that you're gonna see them every day <laughs> like if it's a specific oh i looked at the clock and it was 11 o'clock today that also happens and it doesn't have to be a message right so That's again going back to the maturity yeah thing. four or five six days in a row okay it's a message right or if you look at the clock and like six times in the same day it's always on the hour that's definitely communication or, or if you, robin lands on your shoulder right or like maybe not if they poop on your car but you never know that could be a message like I, I, I think there's an art to know it. Like at some point it's like, oh, this is a message. Mm-hmm. See, plenty of birds that don't carry a message. Yeah. The ones that like stare you in the eyes and stand on the hood of your car just waiting for you to acknowledge that it's a message and then they leave. Yeah. Probably a message. Yes. And that's, again, using your intuition to kind of feel out. Or if you keep getting the same bird keeps like popping up where you see a bird outside and then you see the same type of bird stands out to you on a magazine in a grocery store or whatever like Mm -hmm. that repetition so i generally don't like oh it's an omen it's usually okay well show me a couple of times so i know that i'm not just like because you can find signs in anything you can create signs all over the place that are completely in line with what you want anyway jesus wants me to have this cake (laughs) i bet he does though probably (laughs) he loves you but yeah again it's that maturity and uh, and don't just jump to reading signs just because you want to be told yes when if jesus really loves me it's not going to be cake it's going to be pie cream pie specifically okay or a moose pie or guacamole i true but just for any of you who are interested in sending me pie a moose pie okay yeah moose pie or a coconut cream pie or banana cream something like that not fruit pies and not cake. You hear that, Jesus? Unless it's cheesecake. And then I might as well just go to heaven. I don't know why. <laughs> this is an excellent end of this episode. I think you should. Take action. <laughs> Send me cheesecake. <laughs> That's like the, the call for tithing at the end. Right. If you feel so led, send me a cheesecake. <laughs> right. Or you could log on to newhistchristianity.org and donate. Um, and actually, by the time this episode comes out, Anchor should be the new host for our episodes. So you probably heard a little commercial at the beginning of the episode for Anchor. And um, yeah, it's just one of the ways that we're trying to monetize this podcast. And I want NAC to be more prolific in uh, both content as well as events and things that we can do so uh if you would consider donating that would be awesome share this with your friends like us on facebook join the group all that good stuff and uh yeah the uh, commercials aren't going to be a ridiculous amount but it is as you guys listen it is one of the small ways that uh and can make a little bit of uh generate a little bit of income so hopefully you enjoy it i feel like your time is worth it yeah i would i would like to think so I, i think so i've learned a lot is it worth cheesecake though We'll find out. Tune in next time. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you guys for uh, joining us on this episode of the New Age Christian Podcast. We will see you on the next episode. <laughs>